Welcome to the Rocky and Meisty Show presented by Stool. Thank you for joining us, everyone. Let's get right into it. You're completely missing the boat, Arnold. You're at the wrong dock. I'd have to say this. If he's looking to go to the team, the last thing he wants to do is be like, oh, I'm not. No, I'm, he's got to show up. He's got he to He's got to show the Browns, you just lost $250 million by not playing, by, by not giving him that money. You're going to give him? Go for it. This is crazy. Kyrie killed one of the Dolphins for uh, five hits. I can do vision. <laughs> <laughs> Should we end the podcast now? <laughs> I'm at breaking news. Should we end it now? Now or later? Which one? I think I know. I want to 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 know. And you get the ball in field range. That is absolutely insane. I'm gonna be frank with you guys. Mitch Trubisky is not a good NFL quarterback. He has never been. Okay. And guess what? In basketball, you use the basketball. In football, you use the football. All right, boys. Here we go. We're down to three more games in the NFL season. And this is, it's, you know what I find crazy about the playoffs is that in like eight days, you go from 14 teams to four teams, eight days. Yeah. So, you know, it's just, I, I, the championship week is exciting, but I don't like it because it's like, there's only three games left. And then after, after the championship games, what? Bittersweet. Very, it's very bittersweet. You know, it's exciting. It's down to the wire. It's the end of the season, but at the same time, you know, but anyway, we're going to talk about it. We got some exciting games going on. You know, a lot would say the four best teams made it, right? Maybe four of the five. That's arguable. But anyway, definitely these are, you know, you're not surprised by the matchups that we're seeing this weekend. So, you know, we're definitely going to get to it. A lot to discuss. Brock Purdy, Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow. You know, we got a, a lot of young quarterbacks. Mahomes, obviously, is like the veteran of the bunch. Yeah. But anyway, we'll discuss all that. Of course, remember to subscribe, YouTube and Spotify, your preferred platform. Share with your friends, with your family and everyone. And, uh, you know, let them know Rocky and Meisty Show is right on top of the Super Bowl, the championship weekend. We got it all. We're going to have some good stuff. Super Bowl weekend. We got two weeks to sort of have some fun, you know, do some lists, do some fun things, which we haven't even discussed yet. But, of course, we'll... Uh, We'll, we'll make something happen. We'll make something fun happen. You won't want to miss that either. So let's get into these games, man. We got the Niners and the Eagles. So these are the teams, one and two, in the conference, in, in, the, in the NFC conference, guys. So, you know, no doubt that you're not surprised by this. You looked at it coming into the playoffs, and you're like, you know, 70, 80% of the world probably is like, okay, it's going to be Niners, Eagles, NFC Championship game, right? All the Eagles got to do is win one home game. You know, it was going to be either against the Giants or against the Cowboys. You didn't know who was going to be the Bucks. But you figured, okay, they'll win one home game. They're on fire this year. The Niners will somehow get there. And and that's exactly what's happened. So the intriguing storylines are many. The two best rosters in football. I'll, I'll, I'll go out and say it. That's, that's my personal opinion, okay? Because I think that these two teams are the two best rosters in football. I'm not saying that they're the two teams you would pick to win the Super Bowl because they're not the strongest at the best positions. Jalen Hurts and Brock Purdy are both unproven quarterbacks. But, you know, you don't have Mahomes, You don't have a Burry. You don't have an Allen. But at the same time, Roster-wise, I mean, you have a top ten defense, and you have a top five defensive football in the Niners. You have a top ten defensive football in the Eagles. You have playmakers on all sides of the ball. Dominant running games on both ends. You have dominant passing games on both ends. You have versatile quarterbacks, versatile players along. You have great offensive lines. So really, when you look at it, these teams are just matched up really well. What are you guys looking for here, Yehuda? What are you looking for in this matchup? Because there's so many things where you want, you could look at when you start to look at the, this matchup. This game truly feels like a fifty-fifty game to me. Um... But like you said, two of the best rosters in football. The Eagles are so complete with their pass rush and O-line. They're so dominant in the trenches that 
people, you know, it's the unsung stuff and the people, the stuff that doesn't really um, get to be put on Instagram and get the, the highlights and, and the big plays. But this is where you win football games in the trenches and they have uh, the most, second most sacks of all time uh, for an NFL team. And they, you know, almost had a chance to break it. Uh, 86 Bears. Uh, with, they had 70, the Eagles had 70 sacks and their O-line obviously is amazing. Jason Kelsey leading the charge. Lane Johnson playing with a torn groin, hurting every play. But their linebackers are really solid. They have uh, two lockdown corners and Bradbury and Slay. And I don't know how they got C.J. Gardner-Johnson from the Saints for, for free, basically, <laughs> their trade. And then that's just their defense. And then on offense, they have one of the best rushing games in in the league. Um, an MVP, MVP caliber quarterback. Awesome receivers on the outside. And some solid running backs, and the uh, the giant killer, Boston Scott. So the Eagles are a really, really complete team, and they have solid kicking game as well. You know, their punter doesn't really punt that much, but Jake Elliott, is really <laughs> solid, solid, solid kicker. But then you have the Niners with with the same thing. And the Niners, I would argue, have a better defense and have better linebackers. Maybe their pass rush isn't as good because they don't have the numbers that the Eagles have. The four guys who have over ten sacks, the Eagles do, but they have Bosa. They have Omena who's going to play even with this, um, you know, with his assault stuff going on this past week. And they have a little bit weaker secondary than the Eagles, but their pass rush is good enough that, and the linebackers are good enough in coverage that they can have literally <laughs> Fred Warner on a receiver covering CeeDee Lamb last week. And it still worked out for them. Like that, that usually does not work out when you see it. A linebacker in the slot on on a corner that usually is going to favor the offense nine out of ten times, but not with Fred Warner. So that's a scary defense as well. So and then the biggest question is still Brock Purdy. Obviously he's played really well, but this is his first um, East Coast game. If you if you look back at his schedule, he's played every single every single game has been a home game besides for games in like Seattle or Vegas where his away games. So he, and then he's been home for the past two playoff games. So he has literally never traveled past the central time zone, maybe even the mountain time zone. So going west to east, um, playing in a, on the road in the link. And we know Eagles fans are, uh, they're very courteous, let's say. They're very, they're very welcoming. City of brotherly love. <laughs> The brotherly love, <laughs> exactly. So it's it's a very very difficult situation to go into for your first road playoff game and your first East Coast game. So we'll see how he responds because he's still the biggest question. They have an amazing, amazing set of the amazing run scheme with Kyle Shanahan, an awesome running back to McCaffrey, who's dinged up a little bit. So is Mitchell, but the, he's got his security blanket, George Kittle, who's just a beast, the very silly goose. We saw him <laughs> laugh, making eyes at the camera, <laughs> Dallas game, and just being overall very silly. But but they got Debo and they got Ayuk. Um, this these rosters, like you said, are so good, and it, it really could come down to the quarterback. And I would I would give that edge to Hertz right now, but this is a game where it's just every play matters and every little thing happens. And who who is going to win win these reps because it. It's going to be incredibly exciting. It's going to be incredibly close. Yeah, by the way, up front is a fantastic, you know, I think the one advantage you also said that the Niners probably have a little bit of an edge on the defensive side. I think the Eagles probably have a little bit of an edge on the offensive line. Trent Williams is probably the best tackle of our generation, right? 
You know, he he gave up one pressure to Micah Parsons last week, which is unthinkable. You know, the rest of the offensive line against the Niners gave up, like, you know, six or seven pressures to Micah Parsons. So, you know, it's not like they contained Micah Parsons. It was just that Trent Williams himself is so dominant that, you know, I think think, uh, Parsons lined up against Trent Williams 11 times and only one pressure, which is unthinkable against him. So, obviously, they have the advantage there. But the rest of the Niners' offensive line, Mike McGlinchey on the other side is sort of an average. Like, they they don't really have such a great offensive line. And, you know, Brandon Graham. What? He got tossed. If you saw that play, Micah Parsons literally tossed him with one arm. It was the most ridiculous thing ever. He was, he was, he was, he was feasting. He was feasting on, 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 on the right side. Of the, he was feasting on that side of the line the entire day. Exactly. And now you got Brandon Graham, Josh Sweat. you got a lot of talent up front for the Eagles. So, you know, that's a big question mark. That's what I'm liking here. So, you know, I, 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 there, are, there are advantages you could see on both sides of the ball. I see some advantages on the Eagles side. Like you said, the Niners have an advantage, a little better for defense. Jalen Hurts is still young. They still have a little more experience on the Niners' side if you're into that type of thing. So, you know, at the end of the day, it's going to be a toss-up. It's a toss-up of a game, Meisty. What are your thoughts on this one? So, first of all, you have to, to demolish everything you just said. Um, <laughs> let's just start with where Brock Purdy went to college, Iowa State University, right? So, I was like, all right, let me you know, let me just quickly look at the weather in Iowa State University. It's nine degrees currently. So, to sit here and say, <laughs> oh, it's cold. East Coast, you can't do it. I don't know about that, Chief. But let's talk. But, you know, you want to talk about going into the link? Yeah, completely agree. He has no clue what he's – if he has, he has no clue. But he played in the Big Ten. He's been to Michigan. He's been to, to he's been to Penn State. He's been to big teams. He's been in loud. You know, he's he's been to he played Oklahoma. I mean, he's played Jalen Hurst before. He literally played. He went for two to beat him and missed. So that's that. You know, he, he almost beat Jalen Hurst in, in in college. The storyline on this uh, on the 49ers is just an incredible story. Um, I, you know, I'll tell you like this much though. I see whoever wins this game losing the Super Bowl. Why? Because I hear this game, these fans saying more than any that because the Chiefs and the Bengals have been there last year. 49ers, it's been a couple years, but they were there also within the last couple years as well. But but they say, Oh, this is the Super Bowl. This is the Super Bowl. When you 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 cannot come in and say, This is no, this is not the Super Bowl. This is an NFC championship game, and you still have to go and play. The best, probably, who winner of the, of the of the second game is probably like the best quarterback in the league right now. Like that's like the bottom line. Like if Joe Burrow wins, he could be like, dude, I'm four zero against you. Like you have to beat me. And and on the other side, so we'll talk about that later though. But right here, and this is, I'm so excited. This is an old fashioned football game. This is how I love watching football. This is how I grew up on this in the trenches. On the offensive line, can the defensive line get through? Is the offensive line that much better than them? It's always one of them. I mean, we've seen that for years. Those were always the best games, right? And the and the the, the versatility of every single player on, on the 49ers is so mind-blowing. I just watched the play of Kyle Ustrak going coming from the running back position, fullback position, come to the outside. He then came all the way back across and then caught a toe-tapping catch 35 yards down the field. I'm like, what fullback? Fullback what player? love. Yeah. Most players, even in the world, most NFL players struggle to do that. Here's a fullback doing it. I'm like, this is incredible. I don't think the Eagles know what's about to come into their stadium either, though. We're talking about the high-powered, you know, a team that's seven and one against the spread in 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 his in his coaching career in the playoffs. Um, I'm a big Kyle Shanahan guy. He know, dude. He he didn't care who his quarterback was. He's just like, dude, next man up, let's do it. Yeah, I want a score prediction so we could TikTok. I'm quarterback proof. That's, That's the most perfect team in the world if you're quarterback. Being quarterback proof is huge. So 
Um, to me, I I see this game going like absolutely nowhere, but it being one of the most incredible games it will ever watch. Like it's gonna be. Hopefully, it's not a blow. I will be so upset yeah. if the Eagles like because because I don't see the Niners blowing up the Eagles, but I can see yeah. the Eagles just. Just, hey, we're at home. You're not going to stop us. Brock Purdy throws four interceptions in the first half. You're not going to come back from that. I mean, yeah. you've seen it. Don't get me wrong. But that'll be very hard to do. So, uh, But I do see the 49ers coming out on top just because all around in every position you match it up, besides for quarterback and even receiver, I don't know. It's pretty even. But all around, pretty much the 49ers have better position overall. Now, on the line, you can say, yes, the Eagles offensive line, it's insane. Their defensive line, by the way, most of the, they had, what was it, 20, 20 of their sacks or 15 of their sacks came in three games. Like, yeah, they have a lot of sacks. Don't get me wrong. What, they have historic that three or four players, three or four, whatever it is, have 10-plus sacks. Yeah, it's very historic. Don't get me wrong. It's very historic. But you're playing the 49ers. You're playing a team that gets bit rid of the ball like that. You're playing a team that runs the ball a lot. So yeah. being a great defensive line and getting to the quarterback is is not going to help you in a game against 49ers where the ball's not even in Brock Purdy's hands for that long. He's getting rid of it to Debo Samuel as fast as he can. He's getting rid of it to Christian McCaffrey as fast as he can. So I think the Eagles are going to struggle trying to stop those quick plays and the same way that like the the, the commanders beat the, the Eagles earlier this year. It's going to be similar to that. A lot of the run ball. And if the Eagles can't stop the run, McCaffrey's going to go crazy. Score prediction, yeah. Wednesday. Score prediction. I got the camera on you. <laughs> I'm trying to think if it's going to be 27-24 49ers or 2017-49ers, yes. but it's going to be one of those. I'll tell you how it is. Here's here's where it comes into. The 27-24 is that it's going to be 24-20, right, late in the game, and, and Brock Purdy's going to, in the link, go down, score a game winner, and I'm going to be like, let's go. Or it's going to be 2017, and the Eagles are going to fail. To get down the field yep. on the game winner and he'd be like, Jalen Hurst is a bust. And that's where we're gonna come yeah. out of this game. <laughs> I I um see both of those possibilities and I and I totally agree with what you're saying. That those those feel like the uh the possible outcomes for this kind of game. Um I do I don't think it's gonna be a blowout, but but like you said, if a team was going to blow it if one of these teams was to blow the other out, it would be the Eagles because they have been the most complete and Brock Purdy could just suddenly just moment get too big and he's in the link and he just it starts to spiral and then the Eagles just have a party and start um you know start greasing those poles getting ready for the Super Bowl <laughs> but uh the one weakness I would say that the Eagles do have is their run defense and they are 21st in uh rush DVOA um they're you know, bottom bottom eleven, bottom twelve in the league against the run, and if Shanahan can scheme up with the Niners being number two, being the second best run defense only behind the Titans. So if the Niners can stop this rushing attack and force Jalen Hurts to beat them with his arm, which I think will be the game plan, like we saw last week, Sirianni knows what he's doing. He he game plan to use the run, ran all over the Giants because they had the thirty second worst uh, run defense. They were the worst run defense in the game, so he knew his opponent. They crushed him on the ground, and now this week they're going to have to beat them through the air and on their you know, so-called so-called suspect secondary. I don't think it's suspect, but Ward, Traverius Ward and Jimmy Ward can... Uh, they're, they're good, but they can be beat sometimes, and, and maybe the, the young guys like Hufanga can... He's been playing amazing, but maybe they can take advantage of, of their 
um, youth, see if A.J. Brown and, and Devontae Smith can make some plays. But ultimately, I think the Niners' run schemes and their run game is going to be able to defeat the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Probably, uh, I'd lean lower to the lower score, 20-17. to 17. Uh, George Kittle will be used less as a blocker. I would take um, him. I know Brock Purdy looks to him in critical situations, and we saw that he, he basically turned the tide with his amazing catch. Last, last week with his juggling catch over the middle where he tipped the ball to himself and then grabbed it right before he got smashed by Trayvon Diggs and that really like turned turned the game right there and really got them going on their on their big touchdown drive and their one touchdown drive. And I think he's going to have to stay in the block a lot more because they're going to have to really focus on the, the run game. So just betting tips, you know, I would take, take his under probably. I think it's probably around like 50-something yards but he's definitely going to make a difference as a blocker but the and and take the over on their rushing totals because even though McCaffrey and Mitchell are hurt they are uh right they have calf strains or, or whatever ailments this is the NFC championship this is this is go time the chips are down and they're yeah they're going to use them a lot so I, I'm going to take the Niners 20 to 17. So you both got the Niners. Okay, okay. Well, listen, chess match is the word that I think of when I think of this game. Right? Yeah. So many different pieces on both sides of the ball. Playmakers galore. Obviously, the Niners have the edge in there. They just have so many versatile players, right? I always say Debo is sort of a receiver play is a, is a receiver that plays running back. And McCaffrey sort of a running back that plays receiver. And Juszczyk is a, a fullback that plays tight end. So, you know, you got to get an Ayuk also can line up in the backfield. You can put him in the slot. You could put him out wide. They could really do so many things with these players. So, obviously, it's a chess match. But, guys... I think the Eagles are going to win this game. Um, you know, I, I know that at, that you look at the Niners for, from a roster standpoint. There is what to say that the Niners have a better roster, but the Eagles have the edge at quarterback. Jalen Hurts has been playing a lot better than people think this year. Like people think, yeah, he's just a dynamic rusher. It's not true. He's probably a top ten passer in the league this year. Like you force him to sit back there and make some passes, he can do it. I'm not saying he's going to at a high level like the NFC Championship game. You put him down by ten, can he come back from it? I don't know. But I like what I've seen from Jalen Hurts so far. They, they haven't overcomplicated the offense for him, right? It hasn't been where he he's needed to make big throws, per se, from, you know, coming back from 17 points. He needed to make big throws, put him in a hole. That hasn't really been the situation they've been in. The Eagles have been very dominant throughout the entire season. Neither of these teams have been battle-tested, guys. Neither of these teams have really played particularly good teams. They have not had a difficult roster. Both of them, in terms of strength of schedule, were lower echelon in the league. So, you know, neither of these teams are really tested. This is going to be the biggest test for both of these teams. So that's what's fascinating about it. But in terms of Jalen Hurts himself, they don't overcomplicate the offense. They run the read option. They let him do his thing. He finds A.J. Brown occasionally down the field. Goddard is a huge weapon, fourth best tight end in the league, according to PFF. He's a huge weapon in the middle of the field there. This is going to be it's just a fun game to watch. I don't know which game I'm more excited for, guys. But I'm going to say Eagles are going to win 23-16, to 16, low, lower scoring. Uh, what's, the, what's the over-under in this one? What's the over-under? Point uh, There is 45. What? 45 and a half, yeah. 23-16 would be 40. I, I, yeah, I sort of like the, the under. I, I mean, it's not that the offenses are very explosive, but it's just I, like I feel like yards are going to be so hard to come by in this game, you know? Every matters right. right every inch it's a game of inches football so yeah. yeah um so you guys got the niners i got the eagles and that's that it's only gonna be 50 degrees so it's gonna be nice it's nice it's gonna be nice weather. that's good yeah three o'clock game so uh, for philly I in the winter i just yeah. spoke to morty to morty he told me he's peeped to, to tell the pockets that he also picks the 49ers to win yeah <laughs> right right 
Oh wait, I think I, I think I have Morty on the phone. One second, Morty. What? It's, no, he said the Eagles. You must have very bad reception. Maybe you should check your cell service if that's what you heard. But um, no, certainly it'll be exciting. Um, we're actually recording this Saturday night, so tomorrow, I can say tomorrow. This is the first time we've done this. So but we'll have this to you, of course, uh, before the games on Sunday. Okay, so unless we have any final thoughts in that game, we'll move on to the next one. Any, any, any uh, closing thoughts? You know, this game to me is the Super Bowl. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would say real quick, um, receiver-wise, people say that A.J. Brown is a better receiver than Debo. I think Debo is a better offensive weapon because he is um, able to be a running back. and He's just so thick and he's so sturdy that his yards after catch is just – it's incredible how he turns these seven-yard slants and these seven-yard outs into 20, 30, 40-yard gains. So – A.J. Brown is an amazing receiver and an amazing dynamic X outside guy. But Debo is just a better weapon that's going to be able to make, I think, a few more plays. I think Devontae Smith is probably better than Ayuk. But but Debo as a weapon in this offense just is deadly. And the yards after catch is really going to be, like we said, every every uh, inch matters. And he's going to make some plays. And, and also, just another thing, when it comes down to the coaching of this game... So, uh, Sirianni's been doing a very good job with the Eagles. Don't get me wrong. But we're talking about Kyle Shanahan, who's been in this moment. Kyle Shanahan had been in big moments before. He's, he's, yeah. he's seen all he... And when you talk about digging into the bag of tricks, I'm, I'm going with the 49ers, right? All their trick plays that the 49ers can run. You're talking about guys like Kyle Ustrek scoring touchdowns this week. All sorts of things. It, you know, if there's a time to pull it out of the bag, it's now. And you, if you don't think Kyle Shanahan has tricks up his sleeve galore ready for you know and on the other side and, and this is how you win games you win games by 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 these little little bits of you know trick play here a trick play there that gets you um my other my other prediction for this game is that the uh there's gonna be a there's gonna be a, a early fourth down in this game early in the game yeah and someone's gonna go for it and not get it <laughs> and that's gonna be the moment in the game where i'm just like oh no <laughs> A big switch. I had the camera on you for that one, too. Good. We got some good TikTok moments over here. All right. I love it. If you think we don't do some clickbait stuff, you'd just be kidding yourself. So, you know. <laughs> but, um. Come on. The Wizards are on the road, bro. What happened? The Wizards are on the road tonight. What are they? This 12th, 13th seed? I don't even know what's going on. Hey, you know what? They might be the 12th seed, but, you know, in the West Coast, we talk about the, the 12th seed more than any other team in the West. Is so. it the Lakers right now? It's ridiculous. Yeah. I got the Lakers Clippers. Oh, my gosh. We're talking. Let's talk 12 seeds, baby. Oh, my gosh. No, I know. Like his ass. I, for one, am very excited about the second game because I'm ready to debunk a certain narrative that I absolutely despise. And here's the narrative. Here's the narrative. Well, if Joe Burrow beats Patrick Mahomes on Sunday, he must be better. 4-0. He's 4-0 against him. Yes. It's, but it's a ridiculous narrative. Joe Burrow is not playing Patrick Mahomes. The Cincinnati Bengals are playing the Kansas City Chiefs. Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes are never on the field at the same time. Not even for one second during the course of the game. Not for one second. It's a ridiculous narrative. At the end of the day, the teams play each other. So there are 22 players on a field in an NFL game. If the Bengals happen to beat the Chiefs, and Burrow happens to beat 
the Bengals. So can you say the Bengals are the Chiefs kryptonite? Sure, I can buy that. Can you say the Bengals have the upper hand, have, are matchup-wise, are a great matchup for the Chiefs? I can 100% buy that. But to say that a player is better, a quarterback is better than another quarterback just because his team happens to beat another team in a game with our 22 other players, in a game where one can outplay the other and still lose, is ridiculous. I'm sorry, guys. I hate the narrative. I hate, I just, I don't agree with it. it, it, it that doesn't prove, you can't, so before this game, everyone, everyone agrees. Before this game, everyone agrees Correct me if I'm wrong. Everyone agrees Mahomes is better right now, right? Yes. Right. And so so three hours is going to change? Three hours is going to change. All of a sudden, Mahomes becomes worse the better. That's how it works? I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Where does that come? I don't like the mainstream media stuff. I just don't like it. Like, think outside the box for a second. Look at their individual performances. Don't look at, well, this team has beaten this team. There's more to it. You know? I just... Anyway. But... And both great players. You know, Joe Burrow was the number one ranked quarterback in the league according to PFF last year. Doing a great job. Even this year, like, they started off slow. Lost, you know, three of the Bengals' four losses this year were against the AFC North. They lost to the Steelers, Ravens, and Browns. But to everyone else, they seem to just be dominant. So, you know, the Bengals seem to be one of those teams that it's just hard to beat. And particularly to the Chiefs, for whatever reason it is, maybe they don't match up well. Maybe they can match them play for play because they also have a very explosive offense, very explosive receivers. Whatever it is, the Bengals seem to have the upper hand. But... It's got to end sometime, guys, no? Like, they can't beat them four straight times, can they? <laughs> it's just, I, I don't know, man. It's just it's, it's just hard for me to see. But anyway, I got my point out. Now we'll discuss more of the matchups in this game. You know, so <laughs> take it it's away. Time when it, when it happens, right? Because they're 3-0. People literally have the discussion that, oh, Burrow wins. He's 4-0. He's better than Mahomes automatically because Mahomes he is. He's one of the 11 guys on defense. <laughs> you find him. And and Mahomes is covering Jamar Chase and exactly. didn't do a good job. So so Burrow is better than than Mahomes. Exactly. Yes. All three all three of the of the uh, I know. See, this is for my seat. <laughs> <laughs> all three games. I believe. I'll be wearing my Joe Bur- I'm waiting for my Joe Burrow jersey to come back to my house. It's my, uh, my are brother's, you my brother's <laughs> other night. <laughs> so gross. But we, we I didn't expect the the Bengals to beat Kansas City the first time that they played them. That was in in Cincy. That was in the 2021 regular season. They beat them by a field goal. They play each other last year in the AFC Championship. And I said, there's no way Cincy is, is beating them. And Feisty said, oh, here it is in my folder, 38-35 Bengals. And I looked that at That was in our intro. That was in our and, intro. And he, uh, and he smashed that pick. That was, that was correct. And then again this year, there, there's no way that the uh, that the Chiefs are, are beating the Going again? Uh, losing Bengals, and the Bengals did it again. So now this year they opened this game this week. The Bengals opened as favorites. Um, I think they were minus one favorites in KC. The the um, uh, the line has shifted. The Chiefs are favored now, but the the injury to Mahomes scared some people. But this is the first time, and I'm I'm going to uh, I, I heard this on. Uh, from Nicholas Wright. Oh, I like him. I like him on Fox yeah. Sports. I actually I, really I, like I, him. He's an out-of-the-box thinker. He doesn't go so mainstream. He doesn't go with the narrative so much. I, I actually, I really like him. He's um, a homer. Like He started out more uh, very much of a Chiefs homer, and he still is a Chiefs homer, but like he plays into it now. But I, I believe yeah. he has gotten better. But he said, eh, <laughs> which is true, this is the first time the Chiefs can say, play the no-one-believes-in-us card. Because they were uh, they were not favored. Uh, Mahomes is injured, and they're zero and three last three times against the Bungles, and this is where I believe the Chiefs will finally get it right. 
I mean, obviously, the, the Bengals have a chazaka, right? It's they're, they're only three, so. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. I'm right. picking against chazaka, but they'll beat him every uh, time. Burrow's never going to lose yeah, against Mahomes. That's it. Exactly. Those who don't know, chazaka means is a term in uh, Judaism <laughs> or something. <laughs> if something happens three times, then it's a pattern, and then it's it's, it's permanent. And you can buy that's it. it. Permanent. But this is where I really see the Chiefs coming through because their defense does does uh, get to another level. Spagnoli does get to another level in the playoffs. Chris Jones is going to get his playoff sack. He will eventually. Uh, he has <laughs> no sacks in the playoffs, by the way. It's only one game, right? One game. Yeah, but but this this um, offensive line, which looked really good against Buffalo, and they're, um, I would say, like limited pass rush now, but this offensive line that's starting Jackson Carmen and three, three guys who were not starting at the beginning of the season, and Karras... Is is out? Uh, Jonah Williams is out. Um, they they will will have some pressure. The Chiefs will, will dial up some blitzes. The Bungles are getting extremely cocky. Their mayor is putting out videos that they need to take a paternity test for for uh, Burrow for for Mahomes. They're calling Arrowhead Burrowhead. Like this team talks the most smack for for a team that. Lost the Super Bowl, but okay. they, they back it up. They've been backing it up. They just kick they back the it up. And they win the Super Bowl. No, but they kicked the Bills last week. I'm saying last week okay. they did the same thing. Last week the same thing happened, and against the Ravens, everyone's like, "Oh, they're they're hyping up the hype." They, they barely beat the Ravens, granted, but they still, you know, they're yeah. still in the AFC Championship game again. You know, they're still in the AFC Championship. They whooped the Bills for sure. That yeah. that was very deserved. I couldn't believe that, and their O line held up really well. They did a great job. Great job. But but to talk about how how they. Own Mahomes, like obviously That's it's nice. it's three and zero. Right? <laughs> Calm your horses. <laughs> you ever won a Super Bowl? This guy's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. This team, like, uh, Lou, their their defense has has been amazing and amazing at um, coming up in clutch spots and and just adjusting really well in the playoffs. But, but Mahomes and the Chiefs, they they both have the clutch gene. The 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 thing with Burrow and, and Mahomes, they both have the clutch gene. You could both see. You can see how they both are so calm and cool under pressure, but I see the Chiefs coming out because they can finally have all this this talk for for them that people don't believe in us, right? That they're handing it to not that they're handing it to Cincy, but Cincinnati mm-hmm. is able. To, last year it was okay. Mahomes just needs to we need to sweep them aside, and then we're going to go to the Super Bowl. But this year it's oh they 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 think they can come into our house and, and beat us like. Because people are actually picking the Bengals this year, that the the Chiefs will be extra fired up, and I, I trust Andy Reid over Zach Taylor. I still think Zach Taylor is a pretty bad head coach, and, and he is being bailed out by some insane talent with Jamar Chase. Bias, bias, bias. Uh-oh. He, he's he's a bad coach. Well, he said and that the Bengals have insane talent. They have That's given him credit. Them. That's given him credit. And his DC has played amazing, but his his. Run the game has been atrocious this year. Mixon played really well. When I saw that the Bengals were running it all over the Bills, I was like, uh-oh, this is, this is not going to be good for the Bills because the Bengals have an awful run game. And Mixon has been really bad this season besides for like his one blow-up game against the Panthers. But but I, I trust the coaching of Andy Reid over, over Zach Taylor. And then, you know, when I say all this, somehow the, the Bengals are just going to coax Mahomes into an interception – <laughs> from nowhere and then hit a 60-yard field goal like they did last year. We all but, know it's going to happen. Yeah, but I still I still think that the, the Chiefs have the coaching edge as well. Yeah. yeah, If you were to predict one team, that's the problem. But it obviously doesn't always go with logic. But uh, go ahead, yeah. Beisty. 
the way I the way I see this game, I mean, you, you, you can't you can't just pretend Mahomes isn't hurt. He was diagnosed with a high ankle sprain. That's not something that you just like. Oh yeah, play on, dude. High ankle sprain is not something that like we 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 think like oh we sprain our ankles. I mean, just like oh yeah, I, I keep walking. Like dude, <laughs> it's a lot different when he sprains it and tears everything than when you little fall off the curb and and hurt yourself. And he relies on know. his athleticism a lot and his mobility also. So yeah. I mean, but like like you just said, if you don't think that 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 of course that that Andy Reid um will have something cooked up, for sure he will. I I, I um I have zero doubt um in them at all. So and that though, uh, like you just said in the beginning as well, I don't think it can happen four straight times. I mean, it's tough to say. Uh, you know, I root for the Bengals because it's the division. And I want to see our division be successful. What? And it sounds stupid. It sounds stupid. But listen, first of all, there'd be nothing better than the Bengals winning the Super Bowl because that means next year they miss the playoffs. Okay? Mm-hmm. Let's start with that. Two, and Rocky's always talking about the future. So so we have to we have to talk about that. And two, <laughs> um, you, you do want to see because when, when the team that's better than you, right? Like when the team that's like better than you in the division, you know, ends up losing and you're like, you suck. Like we, we could have freaking won that game, you know. And you're like, come on, Bengals. You do want to see the Bengals? Yeah, you do. You do. You do. I know you yeah. say you don't, but you're 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 no. just a silly Ravens fan, okay? Um, <laughs> no, I I think I think that that once again, though, the, the mobility of, of Mahomes is in huge question. I don't think that he realizes even himself. Like, yeah, they can they can numb it. They can do whatever they want to it. But bottom line is, like, if he gets hit, if he gets rolled up on, it's not gonna it, it's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt. And it yeah. like. I know you, this is the AFC champion campaign, but like, if you're the Chiefs, dude, this is your your, your tenure quarterback. Like, do you do you know what you're doing to the guy? Like, do you want to make sure that like he, he he actually is okay to go out there? I don't know. Then on the on the Bengals side, they're insane. They don't have an offensive line. They send them <clears throat> refunds. You know, they're they're just rolling. And like like you said, like their mayor's uh, you know out of contact, <laughs> just being a little ridiculous. But then the Chiefs are responding, like calling it Burrowhead. I'm all in. But now you got to win. Now you got to win. Now back it up. You know, you lose this. Yeah, if you lose this, you're not going to hear the end of it from the whole NFL. Everyone but the Cowboys fans can talk, you know. So yeah. so you're, you're going to hear it from everyone when, you know, especially a guy like Eli Apple who, who who's just running and running his mouth. <laughs> he's so lucky he to stop Tariq Hill this year. That's why he's talking his mouth because yeah. he has to stop up. Uh, Juju Smith or whoever he has to stop. But, and Marquez Valdez-Scanling, yeah. And Mark, exactly. But, you know, all those guys with Mahomes will be dangerous. And Isaiah Pacheco is going to be dangerous this week as well. I think he's going to go off for a big game. Everyone's, I don't know why, everyone's predicting Pacheco going off. I'm thinking, like, there's no way this guy's going to even touch the ball. Like, maybe one time he touches the ball and everyone's like, damn it. <laughs> um, he is the most bet prop player in the in this week, uh, in this game at least. But interesting. I, I think that there's going to be – I think it's going to be one of those another like one of the teams are going to have to come back big, and 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 uh, either either one team's going to like get complete the comeback or fall short. But like it could be the Bengals this year because Mahomes maybe starts off slow till he gets his you know maybe until he gets going and, and and stuff and then he gets more comfortable on his on his ankle. But I, I don't know. It's a hard. It's a tough 20, one. It's a tough one. Yeah, this is like this is like. This is, I mean, but, but this is the best. Like, I don't want to see the only, 
Bills Chiefs would have been cool because it would have been, you know, in, in Atlanta, which would have been cool. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I get it. But the Bills aren't the Bengals. And they made that clear last week. Yeah, we saw that. that Very clear last week. Like, no, we don't care. And you can't say, oh, we're in, you know, Arrowhead or, or, oh, you know, you're coming into. Joe Burrow don't care where he is. He's going to go out there. I heard Julian Edmond on a podcast this week, and they asked him, like, oh, you know, he gets the comparisons to, you know, Tom Brady. What do you see? And he's like, straight up, he's like, he just sits in the pocket. He don't care who's coming. It's the most Brady thing ever. He's like, he just sits in the pocket and slings it. He don't care if someone's about to smash him. Hit him because yeah, it's gonna hurt him, but he's gonna make the throws every time and get back up and continue going. You can't you can't bet against Joe Burrow. He's just too cool. But Mahomes injury, I think uh, 30-27 Bengals. Wait a second, one more time. Say it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for clickbait. There <laughs> yeah, we go. Wait, let me do my hair. All right, <laughs> good. So I predict for this Bengals Chiefs game, 30-27. Bengals. Bengals going to the Market. Super Bowl again. Again, according to you. Again. again. Back to the Super Bowl. The so, so on 49ers, 49ers Bengals. I, I, so I have Bengals before. Round three. 49ers Bengals. You know what it is? Round, third. round three? Yeah, the, the Niners. Super Bowl. That's what I'm saying. The Niners, the Niners lost, or the Niners beat the Bengals twice in the 80s. Yeah, Boomer Esizen. That, that, that was with no. Boomer Esizen, no? So I'll tell you the one thing, you know, Mice, you kept on bringing up, you know, Mahomes. And again, I don't think people, re- is he the best pack of pa- pocket passer in football? No doubt. But I don't think people really understand how much he relies on his legs. It's not only to, to you know, extend plays. It's not only to make some throws on the run. It's also scrambling for first downs on third down when nothing yeah. is there. And it's improvising. He does that a whole lot. And if the high ankle sprain, which high ankle sprains, you know, gen- they say on average keeps players out for four to six weeks. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not a doctor, of course, but they say every the severity of every high ankle sprain differs from situation to situation. So I don't know how bad this one is. It could be closer to a, to a sprain, to a normal ankle sprain. I don't know. But end of the day, if it's altered at all, if that alters his athleticism and his mobility, that's going to be a big deal. You know, you, you have to, you have to, as good as Mahomes is when you force him to sit back there and throw the ball. He is far more dangerous when he has that mobility, when he has that option. So that's going to severely limit him. There's no question. And that, that's what concerns me about this game. Like, you know, if we had a fully healthy Mahomes, even though, to the Bengals' credit, they've really, they've just, they, they've just, they, it's not like, by the way, they played in three very close games. It's not like the Bengals were, were killing them. They've all been down to the wire. Two of them, the Bengals even had to pull off double-digit comebacks. So obviously, you know, this is very, this is a very well matched up. Uh, teams for whatever reason. But, you know, for as much as credit I give the Bengals, if Mahomes is healthy, I would say I'm still picking the Chiefs. I can't pick against the Chiefs. Even though there's every possibility the Bengals win this game, I just can't pick against them. But without Mahomes' mobility, it makes me more hesitant. The one thing that I like that was convincing, Chad Henney, man, brought this team down 98 yards last week against the Jaguars. And, you know, you see that there's something about maybe it's Andy Reid's offense. Maybe it's just having Kelsey, Juju Smith, Kadarius Toney, by the way, has a 79.2 uh, PFF grade this year. Like, he's been an underrated piece for them ever since they brought him in from New York. So, obviously, they have so many different pieces. But there's something about that Chiefs offense that just moves. It just goes. But, you know, even if Mahomes— What? I don't know. That one drive, it was spectacular drive. Don't get me wrong. But, like, I, I promise you he does that, you know— 
40 times and he fails 37 of them. He's punting from the back of the end zone. Sure, I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying Chad. Right, right, I'm not saying Chad Henney's a great quarterback. Well, my my point is just. My point is just that, you know, and even when Mahomes came in with the injury, limited, yeah. he, it's still, the, the offense still, still, still seems to function at a high level, even when the quarterback's not playing at a really high level, just at a high level, which Mahomes, I think, can still do that with his lack of mobility. So that's why I'm going with the Chiefs here. I think it's going to be Eagle Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I think the Chiefs are going to win this one. A little more high score, scoring. You said 30-27. You know, I'm going to go with the Chiefs 30-26. I don't know if it's a random score like that. Chiefs 30-26. Um, I do like a little high scoring. I like like ten points more per team, you know, and the, the Chiefs Bengals compared to the to the Eagles Niners. So you know that'd be pretty cool if both those got right, right? I get the, you get ten points more this one and then ten points more. So here's two predictions I can get right, two TikTok moments. Either I can get ten points more or I can get the score correct. So give myself as many chances as possible to go viral. That's what I'm trying to do. Meister went viral the other week. You know, I'm a little jealous. And that was a, a great call, a great call. And you know, he never gave up. Um, on it. We never gave real up. Real quick on, on that, real quick, Rocky, on on yeah. that. All though, the the it's crazy. I I don't know. You're not much of a spread watcher, and watching the spreads go up and down all week. But but if you've been following this spread, it, it started at Kansas City two and a half, and then because of Mahomes' injury as the weekend, it actually went to Cincinnati two, and now it is back to Kansas City two. So I mean, this line keeps going back and forth, and and. I, at one point, it was going to end up as like a street pick them and Vegas can be like, ah, you, t- you tell us. Like, that's what it is. Kansas City, two points for being the home team. They're like, here, you pick. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. That um, their sports betting was recently legalized in Ohio, so there was a ton of money put on the bank. They of had course. to move the line. <laughs> of course. A little bit. Oh, yeah, really, all that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Mm. So the thing is, uh, three of the, the four remaining teams had the top three tight ends left. And uh, according to DVOA, Kels got Kittle, Goddard, and Travis Kels. You know how how big of a tight end fan I am. Aaron knows. Yeah, right. You and you and Orion the Fisi are big tight ends. He always is. It's on the tight secret. Ends. It's the secret. It's the secret to salary heaven. It's the secret. I'm telling you. It's the secret. Okay. Anyway, I'm not going to get off on that. Yeah, but continue, Huda. <laughs> he, Travis Kelsey. Um, the last time they played in the in the playoffs, I had 95 yards and um, a touchdown. So he played really well. He had 11, 11 catches for 95 yards and a touchdown, and they still came up a little bit short. So I I still see him coming coming through this game and still playing extremely well. Yeah, 10 catches, 95 yards, and Tutty. Um, he had like 15 catches last week. They you saw that the receivers are not really. Uh, able to separate as much without Tyree Kill, and obviously their offense is still really good. But when the chips are down, when you need a guy, you throw to Travis Kelsey, and you make it happen. And he is going up against Jermaine Pratt, and Logan Wilson, two uh, two really solid linebackers, and I believe Pratt is one of the best um, coverage linebackers. Rocky, if you could confirm that on PFF. The, the, but, but the only reason the Bengals are still in the playoffs right now is because of Jermaine Pratt. That play he made on Tyler Huntley. That was all him. He literally held them back from going to the end zone. So, yeah, True. obviously, you know, he, he's been a huge piece for them. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to confirm that one for you. He, he, um, he has been playing really well, and um, I know he was talking some smack in 2020 before the Bengals were good but when, when the Ravens whooped them, but, but now he has really improved as their defense has improved. And, and his match, and uh, I think, is it Flowers also, who, who is like a, a safety 
um, nickel corner type player who has to cover the, the tight end. It's going to be just a huge matchup. Very good. Gonna... You were right. Number one, he's 90.2 coverage grade best amongst linebackers. Yeah, so yeah. that's – I didn't realize he was that good. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's going to be huge for uh, for the Kelsey matchup because they're probably going to have him matched up a bunch. And the Chiefs are going to try their best to make sure that he's not matched up with him because Kelsey is their best playmaker. And – they're going to have to try to get the run game going, which I don't know why Pacheco is heavily betted on. Like, their run defense is solid. Like, I don't understand why he would be. If anyone, I think McKinnon would be the one who would, is more likely to, to make an impact because he's more of a receiving back uh, type guy. To, if they can get Kelsey out in space away from these good linebackers and use McKinnon um, in space. But uh, that matchup is going to be huge and really exciting to watch. And... The other big matchup is going to be the Chiefs' D-line against this very suspect offensive line. They played amazing uh, last week without uh, Jonah Williams as well, who's again out. Uh, he got hurt in the in the Ravens game, and the Ravens were able to, to confuse Burrow and give him some, some, some looks that got some pressure on him. They just couldn't finish the sacks all the time, so we'll see if the Chiefs are able to finish the sacks. And I believe Chris Jones does finish at least one of those sacks, gets his first career. Yeah. My my bold prediction is Chris Jones gets his first career uh, playoff sack, and the Chiefs are going to win this game, thirty-four to thirty-one. They are going to flip the script on the Bungles from last year's playoffs when it was twenty-seven twenty-four, and it was a close field goal game. And this time, the Chiefs are going to win thirty-four thirty-one and, and eke it out in a field goal game in. Burrowhead. <laughs> One of the PFF podcasts I was listening to, uh, sort of, you know, it was was expounding upon why did Jackson Carmen all of a sudden play well last week? That, that didn't make any sense, right? He had a yeah. seventy five PFF grade, it was his best grade of the season by far. Mm-hmm. So, like, what happened? The, the Bills have a pretty solid pass rush, even without Von Miller. So they were saying that his natural position is actually guard, and they had to play him at tackle last week, but they switched him to guard this week, and when he plays guard, he's able to get lower, whatever. There's certain mechanics with, when it comes to an offensive lineman that he's able to sort of, sort of play more of his natural position, and he's much better. So, you know, if they can keep him at that natural position and they have sort of two or three minutes, the problem is Alex Kapp is not going to play either. I don't know what Lyle Collins' status is. I don't know if we have an update on that, but, you know, but Jackson Carmen, by the way, compared to Jonah Williams, it's not really a downgrade. Jonah Williams was not playing well this year at all. He was, yeah, so, true. He, you know, so so that's not really a downgrade. Alex Kappa will be missed. He's probably their best offensive lineman. But if Lyle Collins does play, you know. No, no, he tore his ACL. He's, he's done. Oh, Collins is, is done for the year? Yeah, he tore his ACL in Right, in so that, that's going to be a problem. When you have two starting offensive linemen out, that, that that's a problem. Like, the, the difference between one and two is huge. It's not really because Jonah Williams stinks anyway. But, oh. but, right. but they don't have starting caliber players on the offensive line. They had a couple, but they were all injured yeah. now. You know, That's what they spent the offseason doing. They spent the offseason, okay, we're going to get back to the AFC Championship game against the Chiefs. This time we'll have Alex Kapp and Lyle Collins. No, sir. <laughs> you know, so that, that, it stinks for the Bengals. It, it's unfortunate. But, yeah, it's, that's the thing. You have Mahomes injury, but then you have the Bengals up front. There's no way they can have the same amount of success up front that they did last week. They'll probably be closer to the Ravens week. and maybe even worse because the Ravens, have, you know, the, the Chiefs have Chris Jones. The Ravens don't have anyone near that, that caliber. So it's going to be a struggle up front. Well, let's just right, so let's go through it again, right, real quick. Bengals have proven that, like, Joe Burrow has at least proven that, like, I don't need my offensive line as much, or, or at least I just need my guys to click. And the guys happened to be last week, they clicked, right? Now, the Bills maybe didn't, maybe the Bills just weren't that good. And yeah, Chris Jones is that good. But at the same time, the, the, the Bengals have proven all season that, like, no, we can win without this offensive line playing very well. Um, on the other side, um, I don't, I, I, you know, with Travis Kelsey, 
he put up 15 catches last week or whatever it was, but Jacksonville is, was historically bad about covering the tight end this year. Historically bad. So they just accepted the fact that they were not going to stop the tight end. And, and instead of even like trying to stop him, they just let him roam, which was ridiculous. Yeah. But, but the, you know, the Bengals should be able to cover all this stuff. Um, I, 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 the Bengals, that's for sure something that, like, defensively, they're ready. They know what they're facing. They, it's not like something that's a – there's no surprises. And now you take away the if, – if the mobility of Mahomes is, is away, is taken away, I don't know. I, it, you know what? This might, this might be an ugly game. It could be an ugly game. The Bengals can really – because you can't you can't add, like, oh, the home team here has the much better – Sorry, LeBron James just missed the game winner. Um, <laughs> I knew I knew um, it was it was a basketball something. <laughs> um, he's playing the Celtics. Lakers, Celtics cannot keep an eye That's on that. Historic. Anyway, That's historic. That's about all it is. Historic. historic. So, but no, I, I you know you you, you know this they, 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 it can get ugly. I think and Cincinnati can really blow them out if if Mahomes is really can't you know be mobile. I think that he is he will, he cannot sit in the pocket and throw the ball. We all know it right here right now. I'm saying it, and if I'm wrong, then blast me on it on Monday or Sunday night that I was wrong that Mahomes can sit in the pocket and throw. No, he cannot. He relies, like Rocky said, he relies way too much on his mobility to 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 not just like oh sit like literally scramble. Like his ability to just lean back off back foots off these weird angle throws. You're not going to be able to just make a twist with your body and and throw. It's going to hurt. It's not going to be a comfort thing. I don't. I you know what. Bengals, 34. Chiefs, 17. Holy <laughs> moly. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, first of all, LeBron claims he got fouled on that last play. So, you know, I guess we'll have to watch that. Oh, let me go back. No, no, no. Yeah, I, I guess that's, what ha- that's, what, that's just what I'm – Twitter's, Twitter's, Twitter's oh, going nuts. He was smacked. Yeah, Twitter's going nuts. But, you know, sometimes it doesn't look like LeBron's so physical. <laughs> Uh, no, listen. Oh, I... oh, 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 oh. <laughs> They've won the past three games against them by a combined nine points. Okay, they won by a few. They've all been exactly. They've ever been very close games. You know, and I. Can I, I, you guys see it? Can you guys see the foul? Oh, he hit his arm. <laughs> yeah, he hit his arm. That was a foul. Any of them? Uh, no, so I, I think that they've all been very close games. And, like, it's true. Mahomes does rely on his mobility, but it's not his entire game. Like, we're talking about a guy that you let him sit back there and throw, he's deadly. Like, he is, from a pure, name me a better pocket passer in the league. Like, like a guy that you, he's forced to sit back there and throw the football. Now that Brady's at the end of his career, now that Rodgers, you know, doesn't, he's looking yeah. so, somewhat on the decline, I don't think you can name me a better pure pocket passer. Now, the, the mobility adds significantly to his game. It makes him Patrick Mahomes the best quarterback of the generation. But you take away that mobility, he's still one of the best quarterbacks in football. No, no, no. Of course, of course. But I'm saying when you take away his mobility and now you're not having to worry. Like, like we're talking, I'm talking about in the case here where his mobility is literally taken away from him, where there is no scramble for him. Now, as a defense, you don't have to ever worry about that. You know he's going to sit in the pocket and throw. It makes your life – and you're talking about the little – we talk about little things that make the difference. That is a huge thing that makes the difference. If you know that Mahomes – yes, is he, is he still the best quarterback in the league? Yeah. Okay. It doesn't matter if he's sitting in the pocket scrambling or not. He's the best quarterback in the league. But, it's, once again, it's not Mahomes. It's the Chiefs. Mm. It's the Bengals. It's two teams, the two best teams in the AFC going head-to-head who know each other all too well, who've been in this exact situation a year ago. So so they know that if Mahomes can't move, 
they can for they can push the pocket a little bit more. They can force him to move. They can do things that 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 aren't uh, take him out of his comfort zone. And no one wants to be out of their comfort zone. And if you take Mahomes out of his comfort zone, you have a much better chance at winning. Watch the uh, first drive. Mahomes runs for like a 15-yard scramble, and everyone goes, "Uh-oh." <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I hear me 15. Yeah. It has to be like he just runs and he gets hit and he gets up and he's like, first down. He goes yeah. crazy, dude. You want to talk about interruption in the stadium? Ice would go nuts. If he got like picked yeah. up like a third and twelve, and you know, like no one was open down the field, scrambled out, got thirteen yards, just picked yeah, up the first cut, down, uh, cut to the first down, yeah. a dive. It's like wobbling to the first down, <laughs> like skipping, <laughs> like a gallop. <laughs> we joke about it. We joke about it. But that's exactly who he is. That's what makes him the best player in the league. Where he's like, I don't care. I have a spray. I got to run. I'm running. I got a hobble, a hobble. He don't care what he's got to do. You see him out there. He doesn't. Yeah. He was so pissed that they were like, told him, hey, you have to go get checked out. He's like, nah, whatever. Don't worry. I'll check it later. I'll check it later. Ah, no, I'll check it later. <laughs> That's exactly what he was trying to do. He just wanted to get out there, throw the ball. Dog. Yeah. Dog. 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 <laughs> I know, that I know. That reference I know because I've been listening oh, to this other thing. Other so. uh, but some other of your references time. I don't know. Some of you guys, you guys get these references that I'm not familiar with. Hey, Mayor of Cincinnati, uh, to one of his replies, the the, the Chiefs, uh, sorry, Patrick Mahomes' trainer posted a picture on, of of an X-ray of Mahomes' ankle and put a dog in the in the ankle. Oh, was that's like, funny. How his ankle's looking? Oh, and that's, it was funny. Just a dog. that's funny. Listen, one 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 more thing I want to say, Jermaine Pratt. Um, you you know you mentioned Yehuda, how good of a coverage linebacker he is. It, it's different when you're going up against Travis Kelsey. It's just different, you know? It, it, linebackers, by nature, have a mismatch because against great tight ends, right? Because if you're going to line up... A linebacker is a natural position. They're not naturally great coverage players. They're just not. It's very hard to find a good coverage linebacker nowadays. Um, the fact that Jermaine Proud is covering as well as he has is that that in itself is an anomaly. So, oh no, I might see what happened. But anyway, you'll tell us after, after I finish my thought. But anyway, so I, I, don't, I, I still think that's a, a, an incredible mismatch. Like... You look at the Chiefs' offenses here, it's been so different. It's been so different than what it was last year. Even though, yes, the Chiefs were were forced to sh- throw more of the short stuff last year because teams took away that deep ball. But this year, it's been like, well, listen, if all else fails, I have Travis Kelsey. And I, I would I, I would like to see how good the Chiefs' offense would be without Travis Kelsey because Tyreek Hill losing him is huge. It's obviously huge, but they haven't skipped much of a beat. The offense has been just as productive. I would like to see... If you take out Travis Kelsey, I think that a reason they haven't skipped much of a beat is because of Travis Kelsey. Not because of Juju Smith-Schuster, not because of McCole Hartman, not because of Kadarius Tony. Great play, fine players. They're good players. But it's it's the X factor that Travis Kelsey is when all else fails, when those guys aren't getting going, you have Mahomes' legs and you have Travis Kelsey. And that's what it comes down to. And because of that, the Chiefs are going to be the favorites every week. <laughs> Pretty yeah. much. You know? And that's just... That's just what it comes down to. So it's, it's a whole different ball game when you got uh, Travis Kelsey and those boys. And I think he's the X Factor. It's Travis Kelsey. That's what puts the team over the top. It's another level. Yeah. Dude, I don't know if this will uh, make a major difference. Dude, I don't know if this can make a major difference to your predictions. And this is why we do podcasts on Saturday night, not earlier in the week, because Drake just dropped a million dollar bet on the Chiefs. So that oh. definitely that definitely swings my prediction oh, more, no. to <laughs> more to the Bengals. More to the Bengals. Drake Curson. Uh, has been uh not broken but like it's been broken multiple times like he's placed like fat huge like 2.5 million dollar bets that have hit alabama or something like that one or different ones and so yeah i'm not i I wouldn't be so worried but uh 
you know, you know, you, the only real, the only real prediction that you can really tell is when the entire, you know, uh, booth or whatever it's called, pregame show, all pick one team. That's the only way to know the other team is in it. Oh, that's home. the worst. I don't know why anyone would do that. I remember one time the Saints had it Monday Night Football. It was Bucks Saints. It was last year, I think. And yeah. everyone picked the Bucks, and Drew Brees was the last one. He's like, I'm going to save y'all and pick the Saints tonight. And the Saints yeah. ended up winning. It was Sunday Night Football. And the Saints ended up winning that game. So Drew Brees saved the, saved the whole NBC from being, you know, for, for old cake exposed, all that great stuff. So, you know, yeah. would have been some great stuff. All right. So I don't think anyone will be old takes exposed this weekend because it could really go either way. So actually there will be. In the middle of the game, there will be something crazy and someone will get old takes exposed. So, But, you know, in terms of before predictions, like you picked the Niners, picked the Eagles, picked the Chiefs, picked the Bengals. It's all up in the air, man. Like we don't have a favorite really in either. I, technically there's better favorites but you know you don't have a favorite in either matchup so it, there are four potential matchups for 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 uh for sun for the super bowl four potential matchups so uh we'll see what happens guys if you guys have any thoughts then we'll uh if you guys don't have any fall, uh, final thoughts we'll wrap it up over there i'm praying on the Bengals' downfall i know this is a big discussion amongst fans and fans are not the most rational people but i think it's absolutely ridiculous to root for the team that beat you especially a divisional rival I'm not saying any names of who who uh, came up with this uh, asinine yeah. idea, but hey, but to root for the team that that beat you to to win the Super Bowl because then you could say, oh, uh, we lost to the Super Bowl winner, so it wasn't that. I didn't bad. say that. That's not what I said. It's not what I said. <laughs> I said you want your division daddies to win. No, this is it's a quote from Julian Edelman. He said, "It sucks watching the Bills fail every year because they're the Patriots' daddy now, and they're not winning games." And he goes, "It's an embarrassment to the Patriots that their daddy is not winning football games." <laughs> I I hear that perspective from as a player, but as a fan, there's no way in the world that I would want my divisional rival or a um, a team that beat beat my team in this in the playoffs to to end my season to end my team right. season. Uh, to win the Super Bowl, oh. I'm I'm annoyed. I'm I'm mad. I'm frustrated with that team. I want to see them lose. I want to see them lose in the most heartbreaking way possible. So two things. Two things. <laughs> <laughs> One, I agree that in, if it was like the Steelers, I would never, ever, 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 ever root for the Steelers <laughs> in a Super Bowl or or playoffs or anything. Ever, 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 never, ever, ever. Right? That's like my. That's the hated team. Yeah. Um, so that would that's a no go, but the Bengals who sucked all the years, like I don't care. Let them win one. Let them win their Super Bowl and then just like all disappear and everyone chases their money and that the team falls apart and, and it'll be great. It'll be great. And then they'll suck. It'll be great. It'll be the greatest thing in Ravens because then you can. Also, uh, the other thing really is that yeah, they ended our season this year, but our season was never really there. Let's just go with yeah, that. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> There's no way I expected that the Ravens were going to win, but then you get down to fourth and goal, and you're in the fourth quarter, first and goal from the three, and you're tied at 17. I'm like, we're going to win this game. We got a chance. Right. No, it was a sad ending. The, the Bengals did not end the Ravens' season. The Ravens ended their own season. That's yeah. clearly what happened. They they led to their own demise, so they beat themselves up. But listen, I'm, of course, going to have the Rocky opinion and say, I just want a, a good football game. That's really all I'm rooting for. So. I just hope we'll get that part. I just both both teams have fun. No, that's all. I wanted to go to triple overtime. That that's a, when I, when I see a game that I, that neither, neither of my teams are playing, like like in the playoffs, yeah. triple quadruple. Let's have two games. <laughs> let's go to midnight. You know, I don't give a darn. Midnight here in LA would be have to be like five games to get there. So <laughs> sometimes you do have a worse team in this game, right? Where they just happen to won games and now they're here. You never want those teams to win because you don't. No matter who wins these two games. It's going to be a good Super Bowl, guaranteed. Right. It's going to be a great. It's going to be two good teams, regardless of who wins. Exactly. Right? Because if the Bengals win, 
then they've proven everything that they do not need their offensive line. And the Chiefs win, they're the best team, they're the best player with the best team. And then on the NFC side, it's the same thing. It's the two best teams, like you said, Rocky. Yeah. Right? So you're talking about the best player or, or a guy that could prove that he doesn't need an offensive line, right? Or the best player in the league versus the best team in the league, pretty much. A best yeah. player hobbled up without an ankle. So, you know. Probably. That I mean, would be heroic. Like, oh, well, Chris Jones was there and he still couldn't get to him. So, I don't know. <laughs> getting so many shots in his ankle right now and tomorrow getting so many. So, by the way, by the way, by the way, we. You know, Morty Graham always talks about this. Like, when when guys get their ankles and all this, like, oh, did you shoot it up with it? In the long run, in, in 20 years from now, and not 20, but in, in 10 years from now, and but now I'm saying, like, in the in, when his career is like, oh, should he continue playing? This is when he's like, I can't continue playing. I just don't have it in me. Doing these things to your body, instead of just saying, like, no, I cannot play, this is the difference. Now, he's Mahomes. He's going to play. He don't care. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. In 10 years, if he's done, he's done. He don't care. He collected $500 million, but then he don't care. No, but that's that's the thing. If it's week seven and Patrick Mahomes' ankle is busted, then he's going to sit out a game for Chad Henney. This is why you play the game. This is when you when you bust your body and you and you put everything on the line. This is because you play. It was the Super Bowl. Yes, it's the yeah. AFC Championship game. Yeah. What does that mean? You have to make. Yeah, he'll be there next year and the year after and the year after and the year after. Right. I guarantee you, Mahomes will be now. there. This is now. Okay, he's building a legacy. He's trying to build a legacy. Talking about future. You got to think the future. As a football player once said, I forgot who it was. Well, players say this in general. They always say that in the playoffs, everyone's injured. Every single player is injured. Yeah. Now, a high ankle sprain is is different. That's that's more injured than everyone else. But everyone is injured. Everyone's banged up. I would see it's pretty crazy that uh, outside the uh, in the first game at least, there's only like two guys on the the Eagles have zero players injured, and the 49ers have Jimmy Grapple on the injury report and uh, Elijah Mitchell. Everyone else is like it's great. Obviously. Full strength. That's yeah. what you want. That's what you want to see. But like you said, no matter what happens, you know it'll be great matchup. So you just want to see the best games possible. So I hope both games go to quadruple overtime. If it's possible to go more than that, that would be pretty cool. But um, yeah, it's gonna be great, guys. So. Uh, oh. And don't forget to tune in uh, to ESPN 30 for 30 February 4th to watch the uh, the story about the greatest team in history. Greatest defense in NFL. I said I said what I said. <laughs> Who's that? I don't get it. The Ravens, uh, 2000 Ravens. Oh, they're uh, doing the 30 for 30? Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay, good. Tune yeah. in for that. Tune in for yeah. that. All right. <laughs> I said yeah. team. The, the, the clip they put out is, is, is just Ray Lewis saying they didn't score. A t- the Giants? They didn't score one touchdown. That's all you need to know. That's all you need. Reading the list, so that he goes punt, 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 <laughs> interception, punt, <laughs> interception, punt, punt. I love punt, that. Punt, interception, punt, whatever it was. That defense was ridiculous. 162 points in a 16 game season, mind you. 32 of them, 33 of them came in one game against the Jaguars. So. Yeah. Like it was, yeah. it was like ten points per game. It's like ridiculous. But anyway, you know, people yeah. think the Broncos' defense is here is good. Please, yeah. <laughs> please. All right. Yeah. So this was pretty impressive. We 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 go through sixteen games in an hour. We've now only had two games, and we've been going for an hour. So you know, I guess if we had more time to talk about every game, we probably would. But you know, the year, obviously. Yeah, you got it. You got to go off on it. You got to go off on it. So this has been great. So we got the again. We're very pumped. Whoever wins these games, are just. You know, it's going to be a great Super Bowl. Thank you for joining us, everyone. If you made it this far, that's very impressive, but it was quite entertaining, so understandably so. Remember to subscribe. Makes- oh, what? Uh, request me. Ten bucks, I'll send it to you. If you want to. If, what, what happens? 
Come on, money. He's giving. Money. really made it this far on our podcast. Tom, they can request money from me. I'll send it. To yeah, them. yeah. Let, the real <laughs> test. The real test. All right, I'm getting a call here. So uh, remember to subscribe. YouTube, Spotify, Apple, all that great stuff. And uh, I think we're wrapping it Thank up here. Enjoy those games. Oh, yeah. Let's go, Bengals. <laughs>